0: The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Precious Lord, take my hand lead me on let me stand i am tired i am weak Precious Lord Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, pastor of the National Prayer Chapel, and this is a special broadcast today. It's a broadcast where I can pray for you, where you can call and pray. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. Again, that number, if you'd like me to pray for you today, or if you would like to pray, it's 877 534 When Jesus came to this earth, we're told in Isaiah 61.1 that he came to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, and to open the prison doors. He's come to do that for all of us. What locks the prison door? A refusal to repent, a refusal to turn from our sin. We have no concept yet of how utterly evil sin is. The only way God could save us was by sending his Son to die on that cross, to pay the ultimate price. God paid the price because of my sin. So as I begin to repent of my sin. I begin to turn away from it. One of the key pieces. One of the key pieces. In being set free by Jesus. Is to set other people free. How do we do that? Well we begin by uncovering the areas in our own heart where we are calling out for God's justice against those who have harmed us or who have hurt us or have turned us into such bitter enemies. The call is to begin to discover those areas. And then by recognizing how much God has forgiven us for we then begin to forgive them. When you hold on to hurts and judgments, you're taking a luxury you can't afford. It costs you too much. It's like giving the devil the key to your house. We've been given a treasure. When we gave our lives to Jesus Christ... We went from having nothing to having everything. We have been forgiven a huge mountain debt of sin. And now God is saying to you, the least you can do is forgive your fellow servant, your parents, your brothers, your ex, that man or woman you've hated so badly, Bitterly because of what they've done to you, or a boss, or a pastor, or somebody. Often the tragedies of life are so serious and so severe and so painful that we can't even begin to imagine ourselves letting them go, especially with a simple prayer. And frankly, sometimes the wounds are so fresh. That it takes some time to let the Holy Spirit bring us to a point where we can finally give to others the gift that they do not deserve. There's no question. They don't deserve our forgiveness. We've been sinned against. We've been hurt. We've been violated by them. An outstanding debt exists, it's real they owe us but we can give them an undeserved gift our forgiveness we can step into the mercy of God and say I want mercy to triumph over justice this is what God is asking from me the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is more than enough for me I'm going to give a gift of forgiveness to those who've hurt me and sinned against me. I've already made that decision. Just as my Heavenly Father has given me the gift that I don't deserve, He's given me His forgiveness. He's brought me into the family of God. I want mercy for me, not the justice I deserve. Therefore, I choose to forgive all others. It is the merciful who obtain mercy, Matthew five verse seven. Sometimes it takes a while. We have to begin by giving the Holy Spirit permission to uncover the wickedness of our own heart. But but Jesus wants to make us into a free, happy joy-filled people. We don't have the time or the energy to keep a lid on all of our hurts, angers, fears that, that the enemy will bring into our life through the law of sowing and reaping. Satan always moves in legal rights. The only way we can break his power over our life is to give up our rights to surrender to Jesus and say, Lord, I want to do this your way. We can be like Jesus and we can say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Now, I want to talk about the issues that are poisoning your heart. Areas where you're literally giving Satan access to your life, enabling him to come and bring utter destruction any time he chooses. This very morning, I spoke with a person who was so bitterly angry. Hatred, cursing, flowed from their mouth. Rage, about the way this person is being treated. And you know what? They're right. They're not being treated fairly. They are being abused in many ways. They're right to be angry. It's a natural human response. I can say to that person, you need to forgive. Forgive. And immediately they'll respond, Of course I need to forgive. I know that. We all know we need to forgive. Where does forgiveness flow from? Well, There's a place of quiet rest near the heart of God. There's a place under the shadow of the wing of the Almighty. There is a place at the cross of Jesus where mercy triumphs over judgment, and you can come into that glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. It is a place of grace and mercy. You are entitled to justice with that person who's hurt you. But if you demand justice, then you will reap justice for your own sin. You will receive justice for what you deserve instead of mercy. We have to understand this. Matthew 5, 7 Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. So let me ask you are there some people today that you need to forgive? Would you like help to forgive them? Are you willing to acknowledge the anger and the bitterness of your heart? Will you turn from that? And will you say, Jesus, look at my sin. Look at my wickedness. And forgive me, Jesus. Look at how I've spoken to this person. Look at how I've cheated this one. Look at how I... Rage and and bitter. Some of you are living with a spouse that treats you so badly. And there's such rage and bitterness in your heart. You know it's unjust. You know it's unfair. But if you call for justice, then God will also call for justice in your life. If you forgive them, the Lord will forgive you. So our phone number in studio is 877-534-0780. I'm here to pray with you, to talk with you, to encourage you to step into this forgiveness. This is your time. Today's broadcast belongs to you. If you need help, call right now. 877-534-0780 That's 877-534-0780 This is a live broadcast, a special Friday broadcast to follow through with all the messages I've given this week on forgiving others, being set free, you know, I made the most amazing discovery that I didn't know before. When I have been bitterly hurt, and I have been recently, just in the last couple months, when I respond to that bitter hurt by forgiving them, the strangest things happen. Compassion begins to flow in my heart for them. Compassion begins to flow. Did you know that compassion flowing in your heart is the sign from the Holy Spirit that he has heard you and that you have forgiven them? And now he can flow in compassion for them. Rage does not bring forth compassion. It brings forth judgment. Pushing it down does not bring compassion. It brings depression and discouragement. Pushing it down, beating on something, yelling and screaming, does not produce compassion. The only thing that can produce godly compassion is forgiving your attacker. Forgiving the one who you believe is wronging you desperately. Some of you say, Can I stand this another minute? No. (laughs) No. But in Jesus, compassion will flow if you forgive them. Now, I'm not talking about staying with someone who physically abuses you, either a man or a woman. There is no excuse for physical abuse. Don't stay in that relationship. Run. Get to safety. I'm talking about the day-to-day, the things that happen between people, the words that are spoken, the rage and the bitterness. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven you will receive as you give. So let's pray. Please, while I'm praying, you're welcome to call and you're welcome to pray or ask me to pray for you or just call Brother Kevin. You don't even need to go on the air and just say, Brother Kevin, my name is, please ask Pastor if he would just pray for me. Lord Jesus I come today to lift up before you brothers and sisters who find their heart bitter and angry and Lord we come and acknowledge that we need you we ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit to come right now into this broadcast into the car into the office into wherever that dear person is that is a sick bitter angry heart they know, they know they need to forgive but oh god it's so hard lord i ask right now for the holy spirit to come and give each of us the ability to choose mercy over judgment Put in our heart a desire to give the gift of forgiveness to those who have so bitterly hurt us and to those who do not deserve any forgiveness. They deserve judgment. But judgment and vengeance belong unto you, Jesus, not unto us. Lord, I choose today to defeat the enemy of my soul to give up all legal rights and ask you O oh God for mercy for that person I ask you to bless them now in the name of Jesus I ask you to come into their life with such compassion and such mercy that their heart would be melted before you. Even if they don't know you, Jesus, they've heard of you. Lord, I have given up my rights and I've opened my heart and said, Lord, would you come with mercy and flow in my heart with compassion? Lord, thank you for your kindness. thank you mighty king I love you lord a call just came in on my telephone he writes dear pastor thank you for the wonderful sermon on the lord's prayer There's so much to absorb. I'm having to listen to it again. That was yesterday's message, the Lord's Prayer. But now, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing to open your heart? Are you willing to repent? Are you willing to offer forgiveness to another? Would you call right now 877 Lord Jesus, I know we all want the gift of forgiveness for our sins but it's so hard to offer that forgiveness to those who have hurt us so desperately, who don't deserve any kindness from us. But Father, I choose to forgive those who have hurt me so deeply and who have sinned against me so grossly. Lord, it may be someone's mother or father or brother or sister It may be a husband or a wife. It may be a boss or a workmate. It may be a pastor or someone we called a friend. Lord, anyone who has sinned against me, I give to them now the gift of unconditional forgiveness with no strings attached. Lord, they owe me nothing. I trust you Jesus to take that wickedness that they have done against me and turn it to me for good as you said in Romans 8.28 and Lord one of the hardest people to forgive is myself and I've learned that the only way I can forgive myself is to do a complete work of repentance before our Father So, Lord, you know I've spent a great deal of time, even recently, going back over things in my life, digging down to the very bottom by the power of your Spirit and acknowledging my responsibility and my sin. And as I've done that, the balm of Gilead has flowed into my heart. And your peace has come to remain in my heart. Lord, I thank you. I will no longer judge those who have hurt me with their anger. I choose to be free. So, Lord, I stand by faith today that I am forgiven. You have said to me, I have forgiven all of your sin. Lord, thank you. I want to be free. I choose today to break the hold of the enemy in every area of my life. I put the cross of Jesus Christ between my heart and everything I am due from the law of sowing and reaping. Lord, I give you permission Holy Spirit, I give you permission to bring clearly to my mind any issue where I still have not forgiven, where I still hold anger or bitterness, because I choose mercy over judgment. Lord, I tear up all the IOUs and I throw those IOUs at the foot of the cross. I say to you that your grace is sufficient for me. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Lord, I loose it all into your hands. I now give you, Lord, permission. I beg you now, Lord, to move powerfully in my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Our phone number here in the studio is eight seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero eight seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero. I'm waiting on your call. Brother Kevin, are you there? Any calls coming in? Well, the phone lines are wide open and they're for you. If you'd like to pray, or if you'd like me to pray for you, I'm here to do that. I want you to be set free. I want you to walk in the fullness and the power of the love of Jesus Christ. When we look at Matthew, the 18th chapter, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm not going to go into an exegesis of this. It means much different than many of us have believed. But one thing is very clear. The law of justice works and it will condemn me if I do not forgive others. Peter, he's clear about this. He comes to Jesus and he asks a very important question. Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Lord, how many times should I forgive my husband when he sins against me? How many times should I I forgive my wife or my boss or my friend? How many times shall I forgive him? Up to seven times. Is that enough, Jesus? And Jesus answers, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is, to infinity. There is no place for ever holding another grudge in our hearts. Let me be straight. Some of you are holding a grudge against another person, and you have sat up and said, Okay, I forgive you but I'm not going to talk to you and I'm not going to fellowship with you I'm gone I'm done you're out of my life you're holding something in your heart that will cause God to say okay you can be very religious but I'm gone I'm not going to be with you I'll try to convict you of your sin I'll keep speaking to you but you're saying oh i've forgiven i'm good to go i'm clear but no compassion has flowed in your heart off you've cut them off when you take that course of action you have not forgiven unconditionally you have laid a trap for yourself and you will find that you will begin to slowly drift downhill and you will lose your place with Jesus now you can go into a very intense formal process of being religious it won't work there has to come a time when you finally say Jesus I want compassion to flow in my heart for that person. Would you change my heart? Now, what is the basis for that change of heart? It is not simply the humanistic deal of random acts of kindness as the Course in Miracles would teach you. It's not simply ratchet myself up to I finally say okay I forgive him but I'm never going to talk to him again I have all of these issues against him he was wrong I'm not going to talk to her if she's going to treat me that way then compassion is not flowing in your heart and you're still held captive to justice and to the law of justice How do we break through that? Matthew, the 18th chapter, verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, that is, millions of dollars, was brought to him since he was not able to pay the master, ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. In other words, the king is saying, look, I want to recoup as much as I can. I know he can't pay, but I'm going to sell him on the slave market and his wife and his children. I'm going to take his property. I'm going to take everything he has. I'm going to reduce him to nothing. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So the Lord comes to us to settle accounts with us. And he sees that there is no possible way we can ever repay him for the wickedness of our heart. Listen, some of you before you came to Jesus were deep in pornography and every kind of unclean sexual practice. You were an alcoholic. You were a drug addict. You were a sex addict. You were lying and cheating and stealing Some of you came from horrible, horrible sin. Some of you were just proud and arrogant and full of yourself. And Jesus called you to settle the account. And you knew you couldn't pay it. And you had the good sense to get on your face before God and plead with him for mercy. you had enough good sense to get on your face before God and plead with him for mercy and you were overcome by the wickedness of your heart and you said there has to be a way for me to get right with God and you may have tried to get right with God in many different ways and nothing worked and finally you recognize that there's only one way to get right with God and that's with Jesus Christ And so you cried out in the name of Jesus and he heard your cry and he canceled the debt and he washed you and made you clean. But when that servant went out, now please, he's going out and he's now washed and he's clean. So some of you have come to Jesus you've been forgiven for your sins and now you've gone out and now you have a very self righteous and judgmental spirit and you're now demanding that everyone treat you with great respect and do what you want them to do and you find a servant who's done you a small wrong he owes you only a hundred denarii and you grab him by the neck and you begin to choke him and you say pay back what you owe me pay back what you owe me you owe me money you owe me whatever it is what are you owed you owe me respect you owe me honor You owe me that job. You owe me that position. You owe me. But you've forgotten what Jesus did for you. You forgot what Jesus did for you. And so this fellow servant falls to his knees and he begs. Be patient with me, and I'll pay you back. I'm doing everything I can to get this money back to you. Just be patient with me. But the arrogant man, who has been saved so gloriously by the love of Jesus, has forgotten all about how much he owed. And now he's demanding justice. Give me money. I have to have this money. And the servant begs him, begs him, be patient with me. Instead, he goes off and has this man thrown into jail. And he's told he'll have to stay there until he pays his debt. What a wicked servant. And yet how how much like us he is. Are you demanding justice from somebody? Are you demanding they pay you off because of how they've treated you? Are you kidding me? You really want justice? You want God to come to you and demand justice for your sins? You think you don't owe God? Come on. The phone lines are open if you'd like to call. I'd love to hear from you. 877-534-0780. I did this special broadcast for you. If you'd like to have the, the time to pray, to be prayed for, I'm here for you. It's okay if you don't call, by the way. I don't have any expectations for you. If you don't call, I've already forgiven you. I know it's not easy to call a radio broadcast, not and talk about these issues. You can talk about the weather, you can talk about politics or Mr. Trump or somebody else. This is about your heart. Your heart. I want you set free. So call 877 Well, other servants saw what had happened. And they were greatly distressed. And they went and told the king everything that had happened. And the king called the servant in. And He said, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And then in anger, the king turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back everything he owed. So this man chose not to walk in mercy and love and compassion. He chose instead to walk in justice. He chose instead to walk demanding his rights, demanding that he be paid, demanding that everything be done for him the way he needed it to be done. And the king is so angry at this arrogant, wicked behavior that he puts him in prison and puts him to the torture. And Jesus says, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart, not from your head. Not an intellectual deal. This is from your heart you have to forgive. And the only way you can have the courage and the ability to forgive another person is when you go back and look at what Jesus has forgiven you for. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you finally say, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. There was a parable that I read many, many years ago about a man named Jaime. Jaime was taken by the police and put into prison. And all the time he's saying to the to the jailer, I don't know why they did this to me. I'm innocent. I have done nothing to deserve being put in this prison. I am being mistreated. I demand to see the judge. And they said, we're sorry. The judge told us to pick you up and put you in this prison. And here's where you're going to stay. The days pass. The months pass. The years pass. And one day, Jaime is laying down on his cement bed with a thin mattress. He's in isolation. He doesn't see anyone except the jailer comes twice a day with food and slides it through the slot on the bottom on the cement. He always rushes to the door and grabs it and shouts and screams, I'm innocent! I'm innocent! Get me out of this place! The jailer laughs and walks away. But one morning, he looks up and very high up in his jail, in the cell, there's about a four-inch window. And he looks through that window and he sees just a small patch of blue sky And he sees a green leaf on a tree. And suddenly it dawns on him that he's in this prison shut away and that life is passing him by. And he can't participate. He lays on his bunk and he dis deep Thoughts about this. And suddenly, as though it were a brand new revelation to him, he very quietly whispers, so softly that it could barely be heard, he says, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. He stands up from his bunk and he says, I'm guilty. It is a sudden revelation to his heart. I'm guilty. He starts to shout it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. The jailer comes that evening and he pushes the tray through the slot. And this time, instead of shouting his innocence, he goes quickly to the door and he says, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. He goes back and he lays down on his bunk. He looks at that door, the door to his cell. It seems to him that it doesn't look quite right. In curiosity, he gets up off his bunk and he walks over and he pushes just very lightly on the door. And it swung open. He's astonished. It's the first time in years he's been out of that cell. He looks down the hall and there's nobody there. He walks cautiously down the hall. And there's a door to the outside. He pushes on that door and it opens as well. And suddenly he is out in the sunshine and the fresh air. He can hear the birds singing. He is free. Now it's just a parable. But please hear what the parable is saying. Until we're willing to admit our guilt, we are under a judgment of death. When we admit our guilt, we are set free the prison doors open and we begin to walk in the fullness of the blessing of Jesus. But if we go back to judging, then we go back under the law and the law will imprison us and out of us will flow such bitter, angry, harsh words out of us will flow even curse words judgmental words demanding our rights and suddenly we'll find ourselves in prison again isolated alone without joy some of you are in prison today You've never been willing to say I'm guilty and understand what you're saying. And so you've been perhaps released from prison and now you've been sent back to prison. And rage fills your heart and demands for your justice. you will be judged by the law that's how your heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother from your heart forgive your ex from your heart forgive your abuser from your heart forgive your children your mother your father stop cutting them off Stop, stop judging them. But begin to pray for their blessing. Begin to pray, oh God, this person has hurt me so desperately, but I forgive them. And I now come and ask for your blessing upon them. We have time for maybe one call. 877-534-0780. We're almost out of time. Lord, I'm going to pray now for every person listening to this broadcast and every person who will hear it on the internet Lord, I'm asking in your mighty name that you would break the bondage that Satan has put my brothers and sisters in. I'm asking that you would give them the courage to turn aside from judgments and step into love and mercy and compassion by forgiving those who have wronged them. I'm asking that every generational curse would be broken now in the name of Jesus I'm asking for freedom to come into their life that they would have the total victory that they would be granted life and liberty joy and happiness because they have released their prisoner And have forgiven them. O Lord. We ask for the flowing power of your Holy Spirit. For mercy today. For our sin. And we extend that mercy. To every person who's wronged us. Who has hurt us. Who has gossiped about us. Who has cut us off and treated us as though we were garbage. Lord we forgive them. And we ask for your blessing upon them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I pray this broadcast has blessed you. I'd love to hear from you. And I need to hear from you. If you want this broadcast to remain on air, I need your help. I'm asking you to give hilariously... To cover the cost of our radio with Wava. And all that you send will go for Wava to pay the radio bill. We're a long ways from where we need to be for this month. And next week if we don't receive a great deal in the in between, we'll have to do another offatory day. I'd rather not do that. I, I want to teach the scriptures but I'll do whatever the Lord wants me to do with joy. You can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel and make your check out to Please the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, it's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia two two one nine five. You can also go to our webpage NationalPrayerchapel dot com NationalPrayerchapel dot com, click the donate button, and you can give with a credit card or debit card. Now if you'd like to respond to today's broadcast but did not call I'm going to give you my telephone number and ask that you just shoot me a text. Tell me how I can pray for you, and I will do so. The the telephone number is 703-489-1785. Again, that number, 703-489-1785. I'll be happy to pray for you, to lift you up before Jesus to ask him to set you free, to give you the ability to forgive those who have so desperately wronged you and created such destruction in your life. Well, again, you've listened to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, from the National Prayer Chapel. Lord, I bless each who has listened today with your presence. Lord, I bless them with your wonderful love and mercy and grace. I ask you to abundantly bless them with love, with the gift of repentance, the gift of honesty. Lord, give them the courage to forgive. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling,